Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Unconventional Geek. Today we have rap artist Muggsy, all the way from Sydney, Australia, roughly, um, joining us. Today we're going to get a little bit different perspective on the way that content creation happens from uh, a musician's point of view and the way, and maybe hear or like, maybe find out like new projects that Muggsy's working on and kind of like learn his process as well as in the all along the way. So Muggsy, how are, how are you? Uh, generally I ask people by like just the first questions generally, like, you know, how did you get into what you get into? Um, which is very generic, but it's something I just like to inform the people upon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. Thank you so much for getting me on the show. And like I said, man, for, you know, all the geeks and geekheads out there, man, that's what I love to call them is, and like all the ones that follow me is we have the best Joker here from Australia and the best Wolverine from Australia and Thor as well. They're all from Australia, man. So <laughs> I guess we're towering in the, the sort of superhero game, but, um, yeah, man, I, I, I've been doing hip-hop music for a while, and um, I'm 28, and I started doing it when I was 14, and, you know, that was kind of the early thousands sort of era, and, I, like, I was sort of, you know, the wild team, hanging with the wrong crowds, man, and, um, like, you know, fighting through my adolescent years with, you know, mental health and depression and just all that sort of bad stuff that, like, you know, a teenager does, you know, just to wild out in a sense, but... I remember being so attracted to this culture of hip-hop, like, you know, dudes like Eminem and, you know, Tupac Shakur and Nas and DMX and just, like, all these guys I, I would see, like, on, you know, demos and, you know, TV and radio, and it was just such a, a great time for hip-hop, man. Like, I mean, you can have all this stuff now, but I just remember something about the late 90s and the early thousands, man, was just the pinnacle of its marketing and, you know, really showcasing what it could do. And, man, I just wanted to really, you know, express my story and my pain through through whatever I was going through at the time, kind of like a therapeutic sort of substance. And, um, yeah, from 14 to now, man, it's been one hell of a damn journey. I mean, like, uh, I would never thought I would get interviews like this overseas and, do, do more albums and all, all types of stuff, man, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I guess it's, um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool, man. I mean, I can be thankful for it, you know? Yeah. So you, you said that the uh, 90s was kind of like the, the pinnacle for hip-hop. Uh, do you think part of that is because that's like what we consider like consider like true hip hop it's closer to what we consider true hip hop whereas a lot of the stuff that's coming out now is closer towards like rap or like you know the different genres of rap instead of the actual like you know uh, wordsmith battling hip hop or what's your well, your take on that yeah well that, that that's a great point that you brought up man and um i i feel that hip hop as its culture has become so universal over time that yeah there will be different elements and um styles and tones and and artists that come into the game the only problem that i have with today's era man is the kids now really don't respect where it where it comes from like i mean you know i, I know dudes in garage bands that 
love the Rolling Stones and love Led Zeppelin and you know Metallica and stuff like that. And they're like, dude, I want to be like that someday and you know rock out in the stages. But when it comes to hip hop, man, it's like yo, like like go back to this, you know, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties and stuff and check out so many great artists and they just like blow them off man like just dust off the shoulder like no like we're just gonna listen to our own music and it it's like yeah but that's that's where you kind of kill where it all started like that's where you kill what was so beautiful and so authentic about it because you don't have that sort of you don't really respect the people that paved the way or respect that um you know who's come before you or what who has made this culture so great i mean like they're the reason you know you're doing this sort of platform of music so i mean like that's that's just really the only problem i have with what's coming up of today man and uh, i mean i love dudes that really scare me in the booth where it's like they they would write something really radical or like just you know you'd have to like replay it back sometimes because you'd be like dude that is so dope you know and Mm -hmm. i mean like i'm just like yeah you you were worth to be signed you know like you needed to be signed but then like you get like you know a 14 year old kid just mumbling on a track like it looks like he sounds like he's talking in his sleep or something man and he's like touring stadiums man i'm like nah i I can't i can't ride with that man that's that's just you know that that's just not not my cup of tea you know, so I guess I guess I am a bit of a got a bit of haterism in me. I guess, man. So um, <laughs> that's my my answer. You know, I feel like it's always hard to look at newer music and not have some form of, you know, like what the heck's this crap? But <laughs> but yeah, like, you you look at the newer music and you try to figure out how it just like got there, and then you realize that you know you kind of look at how it mumble rap if if you will was kind of like inspired whether they like it or not it was probably inspired closer towards like you know pop and like some of the rap that came out of Houston and you know mm. like the those hard hitting beats that a lot of hip hop had you know you combine them all together and then you kind of get mumble rap i don't know if anybody else has made this connection or if this is just how i perceive it but i could definitely see how you know like that's kind of like shaped the way for mumble rap to become a thing especially like when you have the pop rap songs that have very few words and very few lyrics actually in the song yeah like i think um the problem with me also man is you know i I haven't been that when i first came to the scene i wasn't the one which was like you know i'm not gonna i'm just gonna disregard it straight away like I, i sort of gave it a shot you know, listen, but I think because I was spoon-fed so much, like, just hard-hitting bars and greatness from, you know, dudes like Wu-Tang Clan and, you know, Nas and, like, Biggie, Tupac and all that, it's kind of, it's very hard to, like, really, you, you're, you're spoon-fed so much, like, I guess in a sense, quote-unquote, talent and just real, you can you can hear the, the, um, uh, time and, and dedication and really passion in their lyrics compared to like Gucci Gang that goes for like four minutes and that's what like you, I can't dumb down my mind like that even if it's a party song man like you know they're like yeah that's just for the party and like going to the club I was like yeah I'll, if I wanted to go to the party man I'll just put on Nelly or something or <laughs> you know or um, B2K or something you know I, I don't need to put on Lil This or Shorty This you know <laughs> so yeah 
that's it for sure. <clears throat> so I know this is slightly veering off the music topic, but are you into video games at all? Dude, man, I I had to quit. Uh, honestly, like I, <laughs> I was. Yeah, uh, I was like the PlayStation 2 era, man, and uh, I was, this was sort of when YouTube was starting off, man, and my younger brother regrets not filming me, because I would have, I reckon I would have been a YouTube sensation, like I used to punch the, the crap out of my TV and stuff, man, and like lose my cool, just oh, over you would that, have, you, you know? would have been perfect for YouTube, just like your outrages, like, uh, <laughs> oh man, I, I swear to God, like I used to have this this box TV that had an aerial sticking out of it, and that Saint Andreas game on PlayStation Two, man, I punched the crap out of that until it didn't work no more, you oh, know. Gosh. So, yeah, man, like I, I used to be, I used to love my video games, man, but I'd, uh, take a chill pill or something, you know. So um, now my, you know, like when when I visit, you know, my family and stuff, man, my little brother. Or I still call him my little brother, even though he's three or four years difference. But he's into Call of Duty, and he's like, you know, when I come over, I'll stay a night or so. He's just raging in there, like just, you know, just like screaming at like these noobs and stuff. And I'm like, dude, relax, like <laughs> get some air, you know? Yeah, man. So, um, well, what about you, man? Like you into the whole video games and stuff, man? Oh yeah. So, I uh. I first started content creation as a YouTuber and then went, moved into streaming on Twitch, uh, Call of Duty and all that. But I, I go back to, like, Nintendo, like, Super Nintendo, yeah. but really, like, my first console was 64. And then... I'm just bad for man. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get into Call of Duty or until, like, the end of high school. But before that, it was probably... Actually, even after high school, it took that long for me to get into it. It wasn't mm. until... I think halfway through high school, I started playing Halo 2 or something, and that's what I played online was, like, Halo 2 or 3 or Reach or something. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it was one of the Halo games yeah. for sure. And, Did uh, you still, like, go to your, your friend's place, man, like, take the whole, you know, big original Xbox in your backpack <laughs> and, like, do the system links and stuff, man? Or you, like, yeah. you sit in one room and the other person sits in the other and you're just play until early hours in the morning man no, we, we yeah. would use the same console and just go off of the same console so we had to worry <laughs> about screen cheating and all that types of stuff uh it, it was a whole whole nother whole nother thing we were into fighting games and shooting games and uh bef it it was i used to rage too but i learned i think mine was an overall rage of just like you know hormones and stuff and then i eventually was like you know what it's not worth the the energy to get upset. I'll just do better the next time. Um, oh, dude, so. man, you had more knowledgeable thinking than me. Like those Spider-Man games, man, back in the day. Like you, you couldn't tell me nothing. Like if you were like, yeah, Muggsy, just just relax, or I'll just be like, just shut that, you know, like it's yeah. dumb. And that that Venom level, I, I swear to God, like I, I probably went through three controllers, man. <laughs> like that was not cool. But oh, you still I, I remember like, playing it. Yeah, man. I mean, I just remember using the um, like back in the old school day, you would open up the the um video game box and it would have the um call the hotline if you need facts and tips, man. It's like a dollar a minute. Oh, <laughs> it's gosh. like, should I, should I like really call this? Like call the New Zealand number just to get like facts of how to beat this level? Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh. It, the kid, the kids now, man. I mean, like they don't know how hard we had it with video games. 
we would have to actually like work out where to find this key or where the jewel is or where the secrets and the codes are, man, instead of like cheating it on YouTube now, man. I mean, yeah. I mean it makes it so much easier. So much easier. Uh, yeah, but it, it doesn't have the, um, the satisfaction anymore. I mean, like when you would actually figure it out, you, there'll be such a gratification of just like, oh, that's where it was the whole time. Or, you know, like that's how you actually had to do it. Instead of or just it was like, like oh, right in it. front of your face. Do <laughs> you get so focused? Like, no, it has to be here. And then they like do a U-turn, and it's like literally right there. Uh, done that a couple of times. Oh man, like so, I look like a dumbass sometimes, man. Like we, I go the the local, um, you know, game game shop that we have here called EB Games is, you know, like they oh, saw just... the news. Yeah. I, I sorry. I, I want to take a moment. I just love how you and like like over there, y'all have EB Games, and like Canada has EB Games, and like all these other places. But what? EB Games is nowhere to exist in the U.S. It's all GameStop now. Dude, I so, got chills. I thought that was only an Australian thing. Wow. No, EB it's at Games it's at least in Canada. in Canada as well. Wow. Do you do they have a HMV there? It used to be a CD shop. Oh no, I don't, I, I don't know. Like I, I just was, I was talking to a friend, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go down to my local GameStop, uh, EB Games." And I go, "You're what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we dude, haven't had an EB Games in forever." That's crazy, man. Like I mean, obviously they don't sell PlayStation Two games anymore, but they still sell 360 games, and all the kids are going in, you know, with like Xbox One and PlayStation Four and stuff. And here's me, I'm just like, "Yo, you still got any 360 games?" Like. <laughs> you know, I need to play something and like, dude, upgrade your system. And, and I'm like, um, and, and, and I'm just like, dude, I don't even, even need upgrade. I've still got a PlayStation 2. And the, the dude behind the counter is like, that's cool. Like, I'll give you that. That's pretty cool. I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm leaving my youth, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I kind of regret getting rid of my systems, but they, uh, they all stopped working on me eventually, and that's what generally led me to get the new systems. Being, being such an old-school gamer, man, do you watch um, the – what's his name? He's on YouTube. Um, the Angry Gamer Nerd, I think it is, and he's got, like, all the systems and everything. Um, uh, no, I do not. <laughs> I actually don't watch a lot of YouTube. I uh, usually watch a lot of Twitch, um, and yep. recently I haven't even been able to uh, – have time to play video games too too much <laughs> generally because i've been like i'm working on art i'm working on like a brand you know like so there there's so much different things that i have to do it's like i, I don't have time to even pick up a controller right now <laughs> dude i don't blame you I, i'm getting worried like i mean when the that new grand theft auto 6 comes out i reckon like all my music stuff and everything will be out the out the window for at least a couple of months so i can finish that <laughs> you know like I've just been keeping up to updates and everything, like which is real, which is a fake and stuff. And God damn it, Rockstar, pick up a game because I'm sick of waiting for a game to play. You know? <laughs> I mean, honestly, with Rockstar games, I just kind of like play them. If I like them, I finish them, and then I go on to the next, you know, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it could take forever. I mean, Grand Theft Auto V took six years just for them to release. So um, yeah. in between the, the yeah. horrid Grand Theft Auto four that no one ever played um <laughs> man that was a struggle i'll give you that like that was a boring storyline man so pat on I the back completely forgot action. about it i thought they skipped four until my friend reminded me 
he was like, yeah, no, they they completely had a fourth one. And I was like, you're you're pulling my leg right now. You, they don't have a fourth one. <laughs> and then sure enough, they did. Oh man, so, just yeah, go on, man. So I just wanted to uh, kind of like turn things back around just uh, for a little bit. How? What what's your like current creation process for music, and how does it different? or differ from when you started? Oh man, honestly, when I, I was starting off, I was really, I guess you can say mimicking what M used to write like, like, you know, very menacing. And if you've listened to Slim Shady or L, Marshall Mathers LP, it's very, it's very out there, man. And I was just using it as, as therapeutic, like just real twisted lyrics and stuff. And, but, I really admired him so much, of course, being a white boy myself. But like, I knew when I started to research and learn more about this culture, man, um, and how, it, yes, it did start, was birth as a, you know, African-American form of music, but it's become so universal. I would see these grades like KRS-One or Rakim or Grandmaster Kaz just be like, look, you, you know, you can have your influences but if you're mimicking um you know your idols and not showing your true i guess heart and passion or yourself in this culture you're really going to be frowned upon and not be taken serious as a real true mc in this game and so i, I thought you know why not just have these influences but just fire like write about you know my depression or write about my you know, anxiety and stuff instead of just popping a pill or talking to a therapist and stuff, you know, and that really, that's why I look up to these really motivational and more um, message artists because, like, I listen to the lyrics in their flow compared to just a party track or something, man, because I, I listen to them and get very inspirational and be like, why can't I, like, why don't I write something and hopefully that sparks the ears of whoever's listening to my music. Um, but I, over time, man, uh, I've become more... Uh, like when I was younger, uh, I focused more on the hip-hop sound, more than the... Um, you can use so many different elements and other genres of music to endorse into your own craft. Like when I grew, you know, became more older, I'd be like, why don't I you know, listening to the Rolling Stones or why not listen to jazz music or even like like classical music and stuff, man. And you'll hear like maybe like a harp or maybe like a, a violin or something. You'd be like, dude, I, I wish I could take like copyright, of course. But like, I'd be like, why, well, you know, I can hear something in that that I could turn into a song. Even video yeah. games and movies and stuff, man. Like sometimes like, you know, the main menu or there'll be like a scene in a certain scene and they'll be like, I'd be searching for hours on online just thinking where is that beat like I mean or where is that instrumental that they use because it would just be replaying in my head of like you know the melody and stuff of that that would be a dope song to write up but um with my creative process man it, it's either when I'm driving or when I'm like really trying to sleep I mean man like I don't I don't even get sleep half the time man because of I'll just be lying there and then all these like you know rhymes will be coming in my head and i'll be like dude i just need a sleeping pill or something to like switch me off 
<laughs> so that that's me, man. Hopefully that explained it in this long category for you. <clears throat> yeah, no, so when was what when's your uh, next album come out? Like what's the um general timeline or is there a next album I should say? Uh are you currently taking a sabbatical or whatnot? Yeah, it, it's funny, man, because um, I'm kind of doing the rock star treatment, which is it's been 2013 since I've released anything. Um, but from 2013 till now, uh, I jumped into the acting field. I sort of gave acting a shot. And um, at first it was just, you know, extras. And then, um, you know, after that, a lot of directors just loved. Like, I, I, would, I really wanted to get to know the film industry and like know the mm-hmm. people in, involved in it and stuff so you know when i was down there like i think because hip-hop is my background man is it gives me a lot of character to when you get to meet me so i'd love to like meet directors and stuff and they'd give me a script i'd read over it never had any any um experience or study with it i'll just wing the role and they love the you know the twist and stuff i'll give to it and yeah, it just gave me roll after roll after roll, and that's why I've been differed away from music for so long, man. Is because acting is just being nonstop giving me work, and um, a lot of my fans are like, "Yo, we haven't heard anything yet for like what is it, five or six years or so," and I, I'm just like, "Dude, I got to get back in the studio because I love performing these different characters, man. But nothing beats the adrenaline high of." really crafting a song in a studio and performing it live so there, there's been works man i've got some beats and ideas in mind it's just mm-hmm. the perfect time to sit down and um and to do it man you know to get it out there but um like i can understand why actors really study the craft and really want to learn and perfect it because some of the roles i've done man for these independent films is like yeah it's it it takes me out of my comfort zone but it's like dude can i get in this frame of mindset of this of this character and it's weird man like so i just switch off like i just think of my inspirations and be like all right all right how would will smith do it (laughs) how would you know like denzel washington do it and it's just like a guardian angel man saying like all right time for me to do it so yeah man they're my two platforms so far you know So, so you currently got into acting after mm-hmm. making music, and uh, what what has been your favorite role that you've done or portrayed so far? Oh, my favorite role, man. Damn. Um, I think my oh, that's a hard one. Um, I think my favorite role would have been. Uh, no, I've done so many, man. I, I, I can't say my favorite. That's a hard one. I think my hardest role, which is more intense, I'll give you, is I remember I was filming this movie called Romeo Must Die, and I played this guy who was an abusive boyfriend. And um, when I walked in on the first day, because they gave me, they liked the look of me, and they were like, look, we just give you the role straight up. And, you know, see what you can do. Like, directors were talking about me, and, you know, they're just like, yeah, Yo, you gotta, you know, put this Muggsy guy on. He just, you know, he knows how to do it and stuff, blah, blah. 
I went in and they had the actress on the bed and she had like they make up her and like a busted lip and a busted eye and I was like oh okay you know nice to meet you blah blah and the director's like yeah you're gonna be her boyfriend and um you know we want a scene where you're on top of her and you're like beating the crap out of her in front of her kid and I was just like dude like I don't condone that on women or nothing you know like I love women man but like how do I get in this in this character I don't have training or nothing behind me you know like I'm just an average dude and I was just like alright give me a few minutes and I just popped on the if you've ever listened to the song by Eminem Kim on the Marshall Mathers LP man just just play that for a bit and and I was like alright time to go to work and yeah like I, I you know they loved how uh, like the level that I brought, I sort of brought, I didn't go overboard, which was psychotic. I sort of had the balance, which is I know what I'm doing, but I'm not taking it overboard. I have, it, it was weird. It was like this balance. And they're, they're like, yeah, we've had so many come in for this role and some are too fragile. Like they don't want to do it. Or some just go way too overboard, which is it like, they, they, it doesn't look right. It just looks like he's killing her. Like you had that sort of, you want to control her and restrain her and stuff. And but like you, you're still a, a, a bit of a dickhead and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I guess you can thank Eminem for that. <laughs> Sam, you know? But it was funny when they called cut and they're like, we love it, we love it. You know, I was such an apologetic man. Like you know, she was like, yeah, you're doing good. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, like that. And, She's like, we're just acting and stuff. And I said, yeah, but I just, I don't condone that at all, man. Like, you know, it's like, and she was such an attractive girl. I was thinking, fuck, if I take one wrong move, you know, to make this look real, fuck, I'd like damage your whole modeling career or something. <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah. That, that wouldn't mm. be good at all. Nah, man, not at all. <laughs> Catfish. Yeah. <laughs> so, has... Have you ever looked towards any video games or geeky type show for inspiration towards anything, music, acting, whatever it is? Oh, 100%, man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think that the one comic book that I love uh, is The Crow. I love Brendan Lee's The Crow. And something about that character that I, I feel that differs away from so many others is you can take so many spins on it. I mean, like, yes, they've gone the gothic route, but every time uh, I look at that, that character, I just think the whole crow on the shoulder, the white face paint and stuff, like, you, you can have the rock star vibe, you can have, like, you could even turn it into like a hip-hop kind of vibe like an urban sort of city and like some ghetto kid or something you know gets killed and blah blah and turns into the crowd like there's so many different avenues you can take that character that you really couldn't with like say a batman or say like a you know the x-men or something like that it, it just like i i've got this like third eye man where like like if you presented mm, superman to me and it's like we're doing superman in a in a hip-hop sort of vibe it, it's like man that sounds corny as hell you know <laughs> or, and the, but like i think with the crow because it's so independent it, it just um i don't know i can't put like the right wording on it but it's just there's something about him that i love and i i think that man i just wish someday i'd, I'd walk into a comic book shop and 
I pull it out and I just be like, kind of like what they did with Spider Man with um, what's that new kid in the um, Miles Morales? I think it is where uh, they yeah, made like a into sort the Spider Verse. Like, yeah, they made like a hip hop tinge to that character, like where he's wearing the Jordans and stuff. That's what I love, man. Like, I just thought, yeah, no, that's instead of the spandex, he's wearing like a hoodie and like you know the Jordans and he's swinging around. I thought that's that's cool as man you know and yeah. that's what that's what i love you can you can easily do that with those sort of characters but like if it comes to like batman or something i think they have just that that it doesn't work like you know so yeah i mean the crow is just hopefully someday i get like <laughs> the rights to it man and i'll write a good story for that character <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> so you mentioned writing for film do you have that sort of interest to write like script and concepts like that in your future yeah man i mean it's um like i have a very creative mind like when i when it comes to uh, like plotting a story or just like no not even a story maybe just a character to fit into a story or even when i watch a movie man and i'm like man i wish they could put that storyline or that character in there like it's very easy to visualize it but pen to like pen to paper man and like dialogue and what they you know their scenes are going to do that's a whole different art game man i might have to learn that a bit more um you know but having the brief journal of you know how this story is going to play out um in an in an overhead that that's that's good for me man you know that's what i can easily do but Mm-hmm. If you want a 200-page script, man, like, that's that's where it gets a bit tricky for me, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Writing's a completely different form, and it, it takes a lot to even get into the mindset to even write a lot. I know that I've sat down to write, like, short stories, and I'll, like, type it out, and I'll be like, or I'll even, like, write it by hand, and I'll be like, wow, that's a lot, and then I'll go and type it out, and it's only, like, a page and a half or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, that was 10 pages in this notebook. And I only wrote one page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what happened to me, man. Like, there was this, um, this author in, in Europe, and she was writing, like, a book about, you know, relationships, whether they were bad or good. And, um, like, yeah, I told her, like, I told her a brief overview of this story about this girl I was dating, but, you know, she ran off with another guy and stuff. And, you know, she loved the story even how, you know, sad that sounds, I guess, but she was yeah. like, I want the whole, I want the whole story, and this was a couple of years ago, man, but, you know, and she's like, I want it from front to finish, and I'll put it in the book, like, obviously, you know, reworded to shorten it down, and wrote the whole thing, it took me about three or four days to really get back to those memories, and how I met her, and blah, blah, and I know what you mean, man, I think I got to, like, the third page or something, and I got, I got into this frame of mind where, I thought, am I repeating myself? Or, like, did I mention that in the story? And I'd, like, read up. I'm like, fuck, like, I literally just, you know, wrote yeah. that, like, you know, two pages ago. Like, you know, I got to reword it and everything. And you start to really, like, you start um, writing the same stuff over and over and you're not writing new stuff. Like, it's like, uh, like where's my mind going right now, you know? So, I mean, it, it, man, it's even one of those. To you. Mm. No, it's it's even one of those things that you know you you, uh, you you repeat yourself, but then you have to also remember that you know humans are creatures of habit, so maybe it really did repeat itself also. So the, you could be writing the truth <laughs> or not, but <laughs> yeah, you know, like, so. I, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I'm the same. You're probably the same, man. When you go to a movie, like you, you just critique. Do you ever critique the hell out of it, man? I mean, uh, all the time, especially after I started watching Cinema Sins on YouTube a while ago, and just because of that, watching that show, it's like it's made me really hyper aware <laughs> to movies and like the way that they composition things and things like that. And then like going and creating my own YouTube channel. I started paying attention to that a little bit more for my stuff, so then it made me realize it more in movies. But I never created a movie. Like, that's not my style of film. Mm. It's always intrigued me, but it's never been my style of film. So, you know, I, it's like, what gives me the right to critique it? But it's also like, you, you have to remember that when you're critiquing it, it could be that you weren't in their frame of mindset. So you, you kind of like go into your own frame of mindset and you go, this is how I would do it. It would look much better this way. Or, you know, maybe they're just complete idiots and they frame the whole entire shot wrong. Both are true. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's boldly true, man. A hundred percent. Like, I mean, I like, so sometimes uh, I, I'm sort of on the, the, the fence, man. Like some of the, what the fans write in the fan farms where they've got like their whole scripts and stories it's mm -hmm. just like, dude, why isn't Warner Brothers picking this up? Or why isn't the MCU picking this yeah. up? Like, this sounds, sounds amazing, you know? Even though they've probably got too much time on their hands. But, you know, like, it's just, wow. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like, uh, just hopefully, like I said before, man, I, I just get that Crow universe and I'll just be <laughs> another big hit on the screen, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it takes a it takes a quite a bit to actually get the rights to it. Did you know that uh, Vin Diesel actually owns the rights, or he bought the rights to create all the um, Riddick's movie, all the Chronicles of Riddick's and stuff like that? Like after the first ah, one didn't go so well, he he ended up like doing some other movie for the rights for Chronicles of Riddick, some along those lines for this for the rights to them, and he actually. So like, so he wants to like rebirth it in a sense, man. No, like, no, no. Uh, like, like... He, well, so like he he created it. I mean, well, not created, but he was like the main character, right? So he's Riddick, and in uh, I don't think the first one did too well, and so but he really enjoyed the story, so he actually like made a deal to where he could gain the rights to Chronicles of Riddick and created the second and like third one. Um, mm. It's kind of almost like a uh, sci-fi John Wick, if you don't know the full backstory to <laughs> Chronicles of Riddick. But yeah. Um, I remember when that film came out, man, they were promoting the hell out of it. And mm -hmm. yeah, I have to say, it did flop at the box office, even with all the promotion behind it. I think it was like 2002 or something. I don't know, something like that. And yeah, when it came out, man, uh, I didn't even see it. Like I saw the the trailer and stuff for it, and I was like, ah, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not going to put my $15 in. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, like, our movies, uh, how much is it to go see a movie over there, man? Um, so I just, like, paid for a nicer theater here recently, and mm. that was 16 per ticket, I think. Really? And yeah. that's the nicest cinema? Like, I think every cinema here... That's not like, like the nicest. It's just like that's that was the one I would prefer to go see. Um, you can get tickets anywhere up to like twenty dollars, um, U.S. dollars. Oh, okay. So, oh, you're the same as us. Okay, because I was gonna but, say, man, like, 
Yeah, like we're about like twenty to like twenty three dollars, man, just for a film. That, that so twenty that's, is an average. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, I, mean, I, I would say more twelve or eleven dollars is average, but it, it's <laughs> like, gotten ridiculous. That's why it's a luxury, man. Like you know, I mean, like over here, it's it's just a luxury. You know, I don't just go to any film, man. It has to be really specific of what I want. Like I'm not gonna see. I don't, I don't know, like Ted, just say Ted, or I don't know, yeah. you know, Jack and Jill, or uh, something, something like that. I would have to go see Rocket Man or the Avengers or something, man, they're worth my $20, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, I, I have a hard time going to movies alone, so it, it's hard for me to justify, you know, like, oh, I'll go see this or I'll go see that. Because to me, it's like, if I don't talk to someone about the movie right after I go see it, I'll forget the whole movie until I see it again. Like, really, man? Oh, you're you're the opposite to me. I hate going to the movies with people, man. Like, because, like, I used to love it, but when I'd see them rattle in their chair, or maybe like, you know, hand on, like, you know, like hand when they're resting their head on their hand, I'm just like, yeah, they hate the movie now. Like, I'm I'm just taking them to see a bad movie, and like you start dwelling on those thoughts, man. So, that's why I go to the movies on my own now, man. I mean. So I could just peacefully watch it, and then if they want to know anything about it, go see it yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, it. it so it, there's definitely people I can't go see movies with, and generally my advice to people going on dates is to never go to a movie the very first time. Um, I always <laughs> tell people to go to something else because movies, especially if you're like a movie person and you enjoy movies, mm. don't 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 get that like you're you're gonna make yourself hate the person most likely because. You're not going to be used to like their ticks or whatever that they have. But that's a, uh, that's a whole other topic. Like crunching the stuff. chips and stuff, man. Like I, yeah, my my friend Morgan, man. When we went saw um, Captain, what was the? Yeah, Captain America, then Winter Soldier, and then the the third one. The, yeah, oh, then yeah. the um the third one, and he was just sitting there, just like eating chips, man, through the through the whole thing. And man, like I couldn't even get into the film. I was like, "Dude, man, shut up!" Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens like, when you, uh, when you're hyper focused on other people's things besides your your stuff. Yeah, no, I completely get that. Yeah, man, it, it was just it was the worst, honestly. Yeah. So, what uh? you're currently into acting um you said that you have some ideas for music um mm-hmm. what is the uh what what let's say you were to release an album in the next you know three years five years what do you think that album would focus on like what what do you think the message would be behind it or the inspiration that drove it you know oh man um I think, you know, being sort of a, an artist and everything, you don't want, you know, your previous project, like your newest project to sound like, you know, your previous work. So, I mean, I, th- I think my main focus really, man, is to, because I haven't released anything since 2013, is to work on a, like, a two-disc. I've always wanted to do a double a double album. So and release as much content on it as possible, um, and have just different styles, different sounds and stuff, and um, not just like because my my first 
album was just a rough demo. Like, it was just crappy, man. Then my second album, Understand Me, was, um, you know, it, it was more telling about me and my story. And I mm-hmm. feel that it, it didn't have... It was just more of a motivational kind of, kind of album. It didn't really have the party tracks. It didn't really have the, um, like, out-there tracks. But I feel that for a third one, you know, having a double disc, it would really have everything in a whole like yeah you would have some influential tracks you would have some party ones and stuff and it would just be a good selling um like full album you know so that's what i'm really focusing on is just having that double disc so far you know yeah okay Mm. and this is kind of like so i'm kind of an audio snob not really i'm just more of a fanboy on certain products but do you have like a favorite microphone or a favorite brand of microphone that you use for your music or a microphone <laughs> that, that you like always dreamed about having? Oh uh, man, uh, that that's a whole different ball game to me, man. Like, I mean, that's why I've got a producer, you know, I, I've tried to, you know, know about, you know, crafting like, you know, the beats and the songs and learning mm-hmm. about different mics and stuff, man. But uh, it's just it hasn't been my ball game yet, man. So I mean, I'll leave it up to my my producer and stuff. So I have no idea okay. what you're talking about, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's definitely a completely different market, and even like you know, it can be quite hard for someone to get into because I know just learning about microphones like kind of like took me almost three months, six months of just like studying occasionally to just try to really figure it out. Um, mm. it's quite a completely different ball game. Oh, a hundred percent, man. I mean, yeah. Um, it, it's funny. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Like when I see it on, you know, like the big stars using it and they've got different yeah. styles and stuff. Like there's like this, I think in the notorious movie, he uses like this gold one, you know, when he's dropping them down, I'm like, yeah, that looks cool. Even though it's, it probably wouldn't do anything. I don't yeah. know, but yeah, it's 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 funny, man. I have no idea, you know. Yeah, no. So I mean, <laughs> some mics are they have their looks to just have looks. Um, I think the microphone that's always stood out to me is like the uh, old like silver microphone, you know. That mm, uh, okay. Uh, are you talk, talking about the the one where it's got like the the black circle around it and on all that? No, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It, it kind of like. It's silver, and then it's like it has a couple bars going across the the mesh of it. But you know, you always see like Elvis. I think always has one like in the microphone stand. Like if you see him like with the microphone stand. Um, okay. I, I want to say it is, but I just always like the look of that. You know, like it kind of like has that fifties look to kind of like always. I don't know. It's something about that that just kind of like rings a bell. It's like I don't care what that sounds like. It just looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, like that that time back then, you know. I mean, the, the 50s, 60s, and 70s, man. Uh, I mean, just something about that time. Like, I was born in 91, but when I look at photos and stuff, the clothing, the cars and stuff, it just looks so great. I mean, especially the cars. Everyone was driving a Cadillac, man. I mean, <laughs> Everybody had that Cadillac. Yeah, and nowadays it costs like an arm and a leg just to, to buy one, even to run it on the road, you know. God, they yeah. had it so good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, I mean. We're stuck in a climate change world <laughs> no, right I, now no, <laughs> because of it, but, you know. Yeah, I, like yeah, it was funny, man. I was watching that film, The Founder, um, about McDonald's with Michael Keating the other night, and mm-hmm. like it, it was so like to get McDonald's, man. 
like for a meal for me it'd probably be like 21 dollars or something and i watched the film and he's like hey welcome to mcdonald's and he's like yeah it's like two quarters for like a meal or something i was like dude what the hell two quarters <laughs> like, you're like jeez yeah. <laughs> like, i mean that probably equates to be about like five dollars now but you know <laughs> Yeah, like the currency and stuff, but it, it's just, it was so mind-bottling, uh, you know, because you're so used to your own environment and time that it's just like, hey, working at McDonald's, yeah, that's $21, and like, even though it was back in the, you know, the 70s and stuff, but it's like, yeah, two quarters, I was like, oh man, like, if we still live like that, things should be so much easier, because <laughs> i got a whole so, bunch of quarters. <laughs> what is, uh, what's your current, uh favorite album that you're currently listening to like what's an album that you're currently listening to that's all that's like on repeat or even like you know you've listened to a couple times man um man i couldn't tell you albums i think and artists songs i would i would say artists Artists? two artists that i yeah i have on no three artists that i have on repeat constantly is Rakim, um, mm-hmm. Insane Clown Posse, and The Rolling Stones. They're my number three that I always have on repeat. Like, if you see me walking somewhere and you're like, oh, you're listening to your app, or what are you listening to? It would be one of those three people, man. Like, Rakim, Insane Clown Posse. No, yeah, Shaggy Too Dope from Insane Clown Posse, man. It's just, like, I, I love those dudes with the face paint and, and stuff. It's just, they've got some killer songs, man, and can't go wrong with The Rolling Stones as well, man, for sure. So, do you do you actually still have an iPod? To be honest, man, I still do. As from like fourteen till I, I got my first ever iPod, man. The iPod what was a classic with the big the big wheel. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah. you know, if, if, I think it was one twenty gig or so. You could fit thirty thousand songs or something on it. Yeah. Yeah, man. From fourteen till now, I've still got it, man. Like I mean, and I still use it every day. Like you can update. You know, we, with your iPhones and stuff, man. But I, I've yeah. still got that thing, and I still listen to it every day. Even when I pull it out, it's so vintage, man. Like, well, it's, I guess it's no, it's not a Walkman or anything. But I mean, like, yeah. when I pull it out, they're like, "You still use an iPod?" I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm still rocking this damn thing." You know? <laughs> You're like, I spent how much on this thing? <laughs> Yeah, oh, it was expensive, bad, bad I back know. in the day, man. I mean, like, I think I like remember spending. Like, uh, yeah, $300, $500 on one um, just so I could load all my music on it. Like, yeah, Bear Share and what was it? Um, yeah, Wire like and other yeah. types of things. <laughs> you had to get Kaza viruses on your yeah. Oh, yeah, you always had to do it, like, with the virus protection, like, running the whole time, too. Like, making sure. Yeah, man. I mean, like, yeah, Bear Share... LimeWire, um, MySpace, like all that, all that sort of stuff, man. God, so, I, I miss it. Mm. No, no, no. Continue. No, I, I didn't have, I didn't have anything else, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you, uh, do you have a particular type of headphones do you, that you use, or do are you like rocking like the old classic iPod type headphones that came with the iPod? <laughs> no, nah, man. I used to have the. Um, it, it was funny, man. Like, everyone had used to walk around with the beats on, you know, Dre by mm-hmm. Beats and stuff over here. And I I never had that, man. I, I just used to have those, you know, like headphones, the black Sony ones. And it's just got yeah, Sony yeah, yeah. written across it. 
Yeah, I think they're only like, you know, $30 a pop or so. <laughs> they're the only ones I've got, man. You know? I mean, so, there's um, nothing yeah. wrong with them. Sony has a really great sound. Um, even from, like, their low ends to their high ends of headphones, they, they have a really great sound. Yeah, they got a great sound, man, but they're fragile as all anything. I mean, you know, I, I mean, if you drop them and stuff, like, because I, <laughs> I had to buy a brand new pair, man, because, you know, I accidentally dropped mine and it just shattered everywhere. And I was like, oh, damn, there goes my 40 bucks, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. No, they, yeah. they, uh, I, I will say that headphones in general are just fragile. Like even the ones like with metal bands, I still consider them fragile. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know how people do the Dre beats and stuff, man. Like, they, you know, I, I could I'd feel really guilty in myself if I paid like seven hundred dollars for a pair of headphones. Like, I don't I, think I, I could I, ever buy Beats. Like Beats particularly, I don't think I could buy Beats because I don't see that they're worth it. But that's yeah, just me. I, I couldn't do it, man. Like something of that caliber or that high up in money, it's just, it's really risky for me to like. Uh, I mean, a holiday I could easily do, but it's, I don't yeah. know. Like if it's if it's a, a product, I, I could I could never do, um, like unless it's really a guaranteed something. Because yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, each to their own. Each to their own. That, yeah, that's why on, you man. always but, use that return period. If you're not satisfied with something, return it. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. I mean, yeah, like each to their own, man. But there's like a dude, dude I know, and you know, he he loves buying those um, statues, like those you know Marvel characters figures, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and or like those you know those um, lifelike statue things. And he's like, oh, I bought this for, you know like $900 or, you know, almost yeah. a grand for, like, Luke Skywalker figure, and I'm just like, dude, why? See, why, I don't think would... I could ever spend that much on a figurine, but, I mean, to some people, it's, like, art to them, and it's worth it. Yeah, like, I, I mean, yeah, it, that's where it, it differs, man, for, like, for me, like, man, for me, like, I, I could probably buy that on maybe Eminem's autograph or something, maybe, and then you'd be like, <laughs> dude, it's only a signature, but, like, when he shows me like a Luke Skywalker thing, I'm like, dude, it's a it's a piece of plastic, you know. It's like it's it's so weird, like how you know people are so different, man. And but at, at the same, it's weird. It's different, but we're the same because we're talking about the same stuff, man. You know. So yeah. <clears throat> so, one last question, and then I have, well, I guess I have two questions for you before sure. we start wrapping this thing up. Uh, second to last, what do you? Like, all right, sorry, I, I started that off weird. Um, but uh, <laughs> what if you could hang out for 30 minutes with anybody, dead or alive, who would it be and why? God, man, that's a really hard question. Um, take, take your time to answer. Like, I mean, there's no rush to, like, you don't have to, like, pop it out. But, like, you know, the first person that you'd probably want to hang out with. Uh, man dead alive not born yet maybe you want to talk to like you know <laughs> your great great grandson or daughter you know <laughs> um man probably um uh it would either have to be no nah, uh i'm gonna sound i'm gonna sound bad for this but man on my Instagram, like uh, I, I follow this mod, this model Sophia Jamora, and I swear to God, man, like 
if I was 30 minutes with her, uh, I, like, yeah, you know, 100%. Like, uh, you know, so if I ever get famous, man, she's like my number one on my list. You know, just be like, friend request pending, friend request pending, you know. So, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, 100% it would have to be her, man. Like, I mean, okay. you can have like all the celebs and stuff, man, but it's like, yeah, you, you're having a conversation with her, we're with them. I, I think later on, this uh, this would just be more of a better pass than anything, man. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. And the last question is actually for you to ask a question. We have this tradition around here. Um, as we're wrapping up, the guest usually ask a question for the audience. Um, okay. Just kind of, you know, a question generalized to them or to me. Usually I'll answer the question, though, right away anyways. And then yep. the audience can leave, leave a comment, you know, like on our social medias or you know, anywhere on my social media for sure, uh, just like with different responses and stuff. Uh, it's a tr tradition that, you know, very few have participated in, but I still keep it up because why not? I think it'd be interesting to, like, have someone answer episode one's question of the day, you know, basically. For sure, man. For like sure. 20 years later or something. But anyways, so, so what's one question you want to ask everybody out there? Uh, one question, what is it? Oh, perfect, man. Okay. It's been in the limelight for now. It's been getting posted all over my, my news feed. But to fans, geeks, hip-hop heads, or even people just of comic book nature, what does everyone think of Robert Patterson being the next Batman? Yeah, is it a, is it a pick-up or is it a pass, honestly? I mean, so, you know, everybody, everybody's freaking out about this, but honestly, he's an actor, so he does get paid to act. But then again, Tobey <laughs> Maguire got paid to act, and I don't think he should have ever been Spider-Man. So that's a whole yep. other... <laughs> I mean, it, is, it opens up, like, only time will tell to see, like, you know, how he will... I, I try not to get sucked into this whole, like, cancel this <laughs> and cancel that, but honestly, the real question is, is that Sonic character, what were they thinking? Um, <laughs> oh, damn, man. Honestly. But... Oh, yeah. What a mess that's going to be, honestly. And, and I'm going to say it. Like, everyone's going to say, no, just wait till it comes out. It might be good. No, I'm sorry. Like, from that trailer, I know it's going to be just I, straight I'm up curious garbage, to just see what the redesign looks like because they are redesigning it. So they okay. are redesigning at least the character. Actually, so. but before I go, and speaking of Sonic and Sega and stuff, we back in the, the 90s, and it closed in 2005, I think. Uh, well, two, no, 2002. Uh, we used to have a, a theme park. It was the first ever indoor theme park here, here in um, Australia called Sega World. And um, it was like this red building, and then it had this like aqua point on top. And it was probably like about $100 to, to get in. And, um Jeez. You know, you'd have birthday parties there and stuff, but yeah. it was the first ever one to have an indoor roller coaster and stuff, and it was all done up like, you know, the classic Seeger, and it was like a futuristic oh, theme park, and you'd have people walking around as like Sonic and Mr. Um, what's the villain's name? Mr. Uh, Egghead? Uh, or Dr. Yeah, Egghead. Egghead and stuff, and like handing out, you know, balloons and shit to like kids That's and that. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was so awesome, man. It, it was in like a place called Darling Harbour, and it's funny now because when I go down there for like acting gigs and stuff, it's all skyscrapers now and, you know, working complexes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, dude, where's Sega World, you know? It's like, <laughs> that, that was so great. <laughs> that was so great, you know? But yeah, that, that's just a little thing for the fans, man. And hopefully they bring it back to Australia. 
So, uh, where where can people find you? Like, I know that you have a Twitter, Facebook, and whatnot. So, uh, if you want to drop your promotional for, you know, like one thing here, and also kind of like your socials, go ahead. Feel free to do so right now. Yeah, well, firstly, man, I, I want to give a shout out to you, man, for like, you know, having ha- holding this interview from time difference, man. We've had like a bit of a miscommunication, but we finally did it and had a good yeah. chat. But yes, um, sure. man, like all, all the best with, you know, the show and stuff. And you have another fan here in Australia, man. Awesome. And um, yeah, man, like my number one platform I use, saves you searching it individually, is uh, just type in Muggsy on Facebook. So M-U-G-Z-Y. Um, but that's M-U-G-Z-Y to us. I don't know why we pronounce it Z. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> M-U-G-Z-Y, and that, that keeps you up to updates with whatever I'm doing, um, who I get to meet along the way, and all different stuff, and probably my opinions of when, you know, Robert Patterson comes out as Batman, I'll probably put a post up on there saying it was a, you know, a hit or a miss. So <laughs> Muggsy on Facebook. Yeah. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, like always, we we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let us know your answer to any of the media posts uh, on ours. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and also, for those of you who are in the United States right now, uh, the Unconventional Geek merch store is open at uncongeek.com. You can find the podcast, though, at unconventionalgeek.am. And like always, stand conventional. Bye. Hey guys, we're also on But Why Though Geek Community, and you could find us and many other podcasts on their website, butwhythoughpodcast.com. Just real quick before we go, I just wanted to let everybody know that we are also on Podcoin, where you can get paid for listening to your favorite podcast and this podcast on Conventional Geek. All you have to do is go download the app from the App Store right now on iPhone or Android. By using our code UNCONVENTIONAL, you can get 300 Podcoin just for signing up and if you listen enough you can exchange it for a starbucks gift card or amazon gift card they have several gift cards that you can exchange it for so once again use code unconventional when you sign up to get your first 300 pod coin it's awesome